0: So this is Andreas. I am uh, on my way to the Rum. Been traveling for about an hour. Got another hour and 40 minutes to go. It's uh, still pretty dark outside. Dawn uh, has not really yet come yet. This is a trip I'm pretty familiar with. Driving down to Champaign-Urbana on a regular basis. I'm looking forward to seeing people and getting some interviews. Going to try and do things a little bit differently. This episode of the MK Storycast is going to be very focused on the rum and on sort of a day in the life of rum. So we'll have some interviews and we'll have some discussions and maybe some sort of live recording of what's going on in the background, maybe a little bit. So, uh, Hope you enjoy it. Gentles and armagers, ladies and lords, and all those who make their own definitions, I'm your host, Baron Andreas, and welcome back to this newest episode of the MK Storycast. Our focus is mid-Roman SCA history stories, usually told by the people who were there at the time, Think you might have a story to tell? At the end of each episode, we talk about how to reach out to us to schedule a recording session, and the next episode after this one is going to be dedicated to talking about how to tell stories, so that folks who want to tell us a story can. The Royal University of the Midrum is dedicated to learning. There are over 130 instructors and over 630 classes registered at the RUM website. And back on October 26th, AS54, the newly created Shire of Caraguin held the most recent rum. This episode is about that event. After a certain point, the GPS takes you off the highway and you start sort of zigzagging through the central eastern Illinois countryside. It's all cornfields and junkyards and tiny little towns that are made up mostly of mobile homes. The roads are almost all straight, so they're all 90 degree turns. I don't know if it's very efficient, and it sure is flat, but there's a sort of beauty to this trip here, where I can see almost to the horizon in any direction
1: that I I look. While Her Majesty dons our new champion with this cloak, Arts and Sciences has always been very dear to me, either be it research, reenacting, talking, or even putting doubts aside and actually saying, would this work? The Arts and Sciences is most of them, one of the most broad things we have here in the SCA. And I am truly, truly glad to be a part of the society and now to be a king and with Her Majesty we will do the best we can for the whole community itself.
0: Causa huis congregationist est ut gratiae concendantur ut gradus conferantur nechon ut alia peragantur que ad hunk regis universitatem spectant. So. The reason for this gathering is that the graces be granted and degrees be conferred and that other business which concerns this venerable university be transacted. Now, not much is written about the history of the ROM. It's been around for decades, but it was not until Mistress Serafina Sinclair revitalized it back in AS 38 that anything started to get written down. Since AS 38, there's been 23 or 24 ROMs, including the first Marshall ROM in AS 48, and there have been five Chancellors Mistress Serafina, Master Llewellyn Aptiernan, Baroness Breena Entenworth, Dame Eleanor von Atzinger, and now Oswyn Behan, also called Oswyn Swan just stepped up a few months ago in A.S. 54 in October. We interviewed Serafina Eleanor Oswin and our rum librarian, Fiednata.
2: Okay. Okay. I am Baroness Serafina Sinclair, companion of the Order of Laurel and companion of the Order of Pelican. I have been playing 20 years. So March 20th, 1999, the first event I went to
0: Early in your career then, you got involved in, uh, in the RUM then.
2: I remember that as in my time as Dean of Fine Arts, I went through the um, Laurel Roll of Honor on the Middle Kingdom webpage, and I individually invited every single Laurel that there was an email address listed for. I honestly credit that for being the secret of my success with Roman. with anything I've done is I individually invite people to do specific things that I think they would be good at. If you place out a call, Hey, I'm looking for teachers. I mean, somebody will respond. Cause like, I mean, people always responded. Like people always, like when I was Dean, they would reach out to me when I was chancellor, they'd write, like, Oh, I want to teach. I want to teach. I want to teach. However, in my experience, if you just are relying on, the goodwill of people to volunteer, you, you have much less control over the quality of content that you're able to offer. If these are the people that we have said are recognized for their excellence and mastery, then we should ask them. And I think um, a lot of what happens is people just, sort of the onus becomes on the peer. Well, you're, you're, a, you're a Laurel, you should just volunteer. And it's like, well, there's a million different opportunities to volunteer. And so you can't do them all. It's just not feasible. And so, for the most part, laurels don't get specifically invited to do anything. Because the thing that I had noticed about rums before is that there was a whole lot of beginner classes, right? Which is great, right? It's um, the Royal University. It should be something where everybody comes and they and they can participate. However, if you only have beginner classes, you're missing out on those mid-range people, and also on our experts, be they recognized as laurels or not, because there'd be a lot lot of times, like before I got active with being on RUM staff, I'd look at the RUM schedule and be like, well, there's not anything I'm particularly interested in, so I'm not gonna go just to go. I wanted to make an event that I would wanna be interested in as a person. I think because of looking at it from that mindset, like would I look at these set of classes and think that anything is remotely interesting that I would be willing to, you know, get in my car and drive across multiple states to go see. And in my mind, this is the Royal University. This should be the premier teaching event of our kingdom. Yes, the beginner classes are great because, like I said, you don't want an event. You don't want it to be the other way around where people feel like they can't go because they don't have the expertise level. But there's a whole subset of people in the middle who... Have not yet attained mastery or whatever that means, but they're beyond beginner and they just kinda are like, Well, I guess I'll go take this class. And then you find yourself arguing with people who, you know, know more than the person teaching.
0: So you so you you become dean of uh the College of Fine Arts at some point, and your your way of getting uh people to show up is you you email all the laurels directly or as many of them as you have email addresses for, and and you did you get a good response to that. They they enjoyed that direct re- outreach.
2: I specifically remember Mistress Amelie emailing me back and saying, "I can't make it because she had some family commitment." But I appreciate that you invited me. And she's and and this was this was stuck in my mind. She said, "I've never been invited before," and I and I, and I was like, "You've never been invited." And I'm like, "I see these emails all the time," and then I was like, "Ah, she meant personally," because I you know, and it wasn't like right. I mean, it was sort of a boilerplate, but it was like, you know. Dear, dear Drew, would you please come to this event and teach a class on this specific topic that I know that you are good at? And we would love to have you. And, and, it, and it was like, you know, if I knew them personally or what they did, I, I'd go into a little bit more detail. Oh, I'd love a class on null binding or I'd love a class on glassblowing or I'd love a class on da, 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 da. And if I didn't, I just took whatever it said their specialty was on their nameplate but I still personalize it. Like I would like you who's been recognized as a leader in our arts community to come and teach. And so I got laurels who said yes. And they were like, well, because you asked me, I will come. And I was like, thank right. you. Okay. Um, and I, I don't remember how many, it wasn't like I got 30 or something, but it was people that I know were not intending on being at the event. I mean, I know that because they told me that. And then that's just when I got in the habit of doing that in general for what, If I'm asking for volunteers for anything, I'm very specific and say, hey, hopefully I've I've complimented you in saying that I recognize your expertise in this thing. And I would love it if you could share your talent with us. Everyone wants to feel important. They want to feel like you want me, not just I'm a body, you know, I represent, you know, an FCU.
0: It's a kind of validation, right? I mean, it's a validation to say, not only have you been recognized as this, you know, as a peer in this, in this field, but we're gonna ask you to keep coming back and, and sharing and we're gonna ask you individually, right? It's a part of the oath, it's part of the job, but it's nice to be asked.
2: Right, exactly.
0: Today is the accumulation of over a year of work by the senior staff, deans, teachers, and students of the RUM. It is also a new beginning, a new year, new degrees, and a new chancellor. We hope that we will see many new teachers and students join us as well. To commemorate this moment, we have turned to a ceremony as ancient as St. Francis' Assisi, the temple at Angkor Wat, and the Magna Carta, the Oxford University Ceremony of Commencement.
3: I am Dame Eleanor, chancellor of the Royal University of the Midrealm.
0: Welcome, Dame Eleanor, Hello. to the MK Storycast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So you have been the Chancellor of the Rum for the past two years and a little bit, right?
3: Correct. Right?
0: And how did you come to this, uh, to this office?
3: <laughs> it's kind of a, a convoluted story. Uh, so as a brand-new baroness many, many years ago, um, about six years ago at this point in time, I was thinking... How do I bring an event that all of the people in my Barony would love to take, and, uh, to take part of that would be something a little bit different? And um, the Barony had a lot of fighters. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be interesting to do an all-fighting event? And I've heard that there have been uh, events similar in the past, of course, but I wasn't in the SEA during that time. Um, and so I, I, of course, thought, well, maybe this is a fresh idea, something very interesting that we can really focus um, the content on. So at the very same time this was happening, Duke Eichbrander uh, had posted something on Facebook and he was talking about, he was thinking about creating an all fighting symposium and wouldn't that be interesting? So I, I can't remember how it worked exactly. I don't know if I Facebook messaged him or just jumped onto that thread thinking, we wanna do this too. I can help you make it happen. And so we struck up this accord and decided we would create the Marshall Rum. And funny story, I had zero idea what the (laughs) rum was. I had no idea that he was a dean of the rum, and we just jumped into the creation of this event. So my barony housed it, and uh, I organized the classes and the schedules and all that kind of stuff, and he really, really helped to gather people who would come and teach what turned out to be an amazing set of classes. So together we created this event. On the day of the event, I learned about the rum (laughs) and that it was in fact a martial rum, Uh, and I think then it was it was then that I fell in love with the rum program. And so the event went very well. Mm -hmm. Wonderful weather, wonderful monarchs, wonderful classes.
0: Who was who was the king and queen? That
3: was Kellick and the prince was Cameron. Right, and they uh, they had a court that was that was. (laughs) Very well known, is what I will say about that. And the event went beautifully. And I was asked very, very soon after that time if I would be interested in joining the RUM staff as the drop-dead deputy to the chancellor. And I thought about it, mulled over it, and then I said, I think I would be willing to do this on one condition. And they said, what would this condition be? And I said, I will never take over as chancellor myself. And uh, about five years later, here I am as the chancellor of the Royal <laughs> University of the Mid-Rom. So long story short, but...
0: So they convinced you
3: they did. to stay they on me and step up. On. All right.
0: Why don't you talk a little bit about the things for the Rom in this iteration that are different from uh, past iterations of the rum.
3: Sure. So one of the major things was a focus on a degree program. Uh, my predecessor, uh, Verena, Baroness Verena, started um, the ideas behind and kind of got the wheels turning on a, on the degree program for the rum. Many other kingdoms have degree programs, and it was thought this would be a, a really fantastic thing um, to provide in our university as well. And when she stepped down, I wanted to continue this. And so I brought on a provost, which was different. Um, I brought on a librarian, again, very different. Uh, and we tackled this degree program and knew it was something that we wanted to bear fruit. Uh, and I'm very happy to say that at this realm, we're graduating our first class of 16 students. That's right. Uh, and we'll also have two, we have two teacher uh, programs as well, and we are graduating. I believe two. Is that correct? Uh, I believe so. Yes. I believe two as well from our teacher program.
0: You, so you've been involved in the rum for about five years now. Then, mm-hmm.
3: so do you correct. have
0: a, uh, a, a, a an event that you remember more vividly than others? <laughs>
3: yes. Uh. Yes, and that is because of the first rum at the court. I don't know if it was because the uh, queen and her highness were away on other matters, but. Um, the, the king and the prince at that time created the most fantastic court in some people's memories and maybe the most terrifying, and <laughs> they had uh, Viking wrestling in front of the <laughs> assembled populace. It was majestic, of course, and, of course, they had child Thunderdome, which is something I can say that I have never seen at another court since, and I might have been terrified sitting very demurely and um, <laughs> terrified uh, on the dais as well. <laughs> terrified mostly
0: child thunderdome What? what's child thunderdome about
3: it's pretty much what it sounds like yes. uh but all they right. had our youth combatants come up and uh do fights uh in front of the populace and assemble baronage and, and for the royals as well and all, i was challenged they all i to was fight. challenged they all to, to fight together they did and i was challenged uh to a, a viking wrestling, I don't know, you hop on one foot and you thumb wrestle, and then you try to pull the other person over. Luckily, luckily, I had become a Baroness literally months before (laughs) this first martial Rum. and so all I could remember, I was because I was literally like, oh my gosh, I cannot get up here and fight. Who was it? It might have been Prince Cameron himself. I can't remember. So all I can remember is, oh, Eleanor, you have a champion. (laughs) And so I yelled with my might, I have a champion! And my poor champion looked at me like, I never signed up for this, but dutiful he was, <laughs> dutiful he was. That is Captain Sigmund, uh, Kittel von Drakenstein, uh, and I will never forget to look on his face. And and for that, he has been my champion for a very long time because he did get up and, and Viking thumb wrestle.
0: Viking thumb wrestling. In my
3: honor, that's right.
0: We should have a, a class on that for, for next RUM, maybe Viking thumb wrestling. Oh, I'll, we should. I'll, it's I'll kind of the to, coolest uh, thing. <laughs> I'll have to talk to, to Cameron and Kellick about
3: that. <laughs> they, they should remember.
0: So we're here at the RUM with the Rumble Lady Fiednata, who holds what we think may be a unique position in uh, Royal Universities in the SCA. She is the Mid-RUM Royal University Librarian. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, how you came to the idea of having a library?
4: Last year at Rum was the first time I did this. And it happened, the idea came to me because on the same day as Rum, there's an event that I usually go to over in Ethelmark where everybody brings all of their fiber books together and all of us fiber geeks get to gaze at each other's books all at one time. Now, since I couldn't go because my back wasn't up to driving that far, and we had rum at the same day, I decided to create my own library and have everybody bring their books out uh, so that all of the populace could see the other books that were around.
0: So you had been Eleanor's deputy already for a little while, right, before you you came upon this idea, so Mm -hmm. So what kind of work were you doing before that?
4: My role was sort of undefined, and it was sort of, okay, we've got two deputies, what are we going to do with them? And so I'm sitting around going, uh, there's got to be something I can do around here that looks (laughs) good in a a university. Universities, uh, all universities survive based upon their libraries. I've worked in enough university libraries and uh, academic libraries in general to know this.
0: So why a library for the SCA? Because of course, as a, as a library that only gets brought out at events, you're talking about hauling crates of books and sets of shelves, and that's a lot of stuff to pull around with you at events.
4: Well, I don't have to carry that many books around. I mean, the only books that I haul around are the ones that are out of my house. The whole idea is we've got lots of researchers within uh, the uh, society They've all been accumulating their own research books in their own uh, homes. Why not have them bring them out and let other people see what's out there? The new researchers can find out about books that they never even knew existed, and other geeks in their field can go, oh, you've got
0: that book? Cool. So it's a collaborative effort.
4: Yes, it's all collaborative. The only books that I'm responsible for are my books, and everybody else brings their books out so that uh, the whole world can enjoy the fact that they've got them.
0: So how many books do you have here today, do you know? There's probably a
4: couple hundred.
0: How many, how many did you bring yourself?
4: Probably about um, 40 or so. so. I, didn't, I didn't do an exact count. I was just sort of going, here, let's bring this one, let's bring this one, let's bring
0: this one. So you bring a fair number, but definitely the majority of the books are made up from other people.
4: Definitely the majority are from other people. I don't bring the majority ever.
0: And so what's the response been?
4: The Response has been quite good. Actually, Um, there's lots of people who come in and start staring at the books and you meet a lot of people who walk around with their head cocked to one side so they can read all the titles.
0: (laughs) And I assume you've got a fair number of browsers. Does the library include a lending program?
4: Uh, No, this is strictly Find out about the books. If you're really interested in the book, I can connect you with the person who owns it. But the easy way is pull the book out, take a picture of the title page and the verso. So you can go find it on your own.
0: And so every event, the library is a little bit different, right? It's never the same because it all depends on who shows up and what books they they bring out, right? It
4: all depends upon the whim of the the, uh, lenders as to what they're going to bring out and show off that particular weekend. You'll notice I only do it uh, during events that are going to be completely indoors with controlled uh, conditions because I don't want to risk anybody's books.
0: So we've been doing this for about a year now? About a year. The library, mm-hmm. and the response has been pretty positive. Mm-hmm. So what's the future? More more events, more books? Do you wanna, uh, are you gonna try to expand?
4: Uh, more events, more books, and hopefully more people who can uh, run Uh, Lending uh, browsing libraries for me at other events uh, so that I don't have to travel the entire kingdom. Uh, I want to get um, co-librarians, sub-librarians. I've already had one event where uh, another person ran the library because I couldn't get to it. And there's an event planned for this coming spring where they already said they were going to have a rum-style browsing library in their event announcement. Ego praepositus
0: adjustrix testor omnibus candidas quorum nomina vel regius universitata either will be immediately submitted by the Royal University, (laughs) by the deans, or have been published by the provost, have been granted graces by their colleges or societies for the degrees asked and that they have satisfied. So we're here with uh, Lordship Oswin, who is the incoming chancellor. Uh, for the RUM, for the new uh, Royal University of the Mid-RUM. Um, so welcome to the MK Storycast. And I uh, wanted to ask you some questions. Um, so you've been involved in the RUM for several years. So why don't you talk a little bit about what you've done in the RUM uh, as a teacher and then as an officer. Sure. Um, well, I started teaching, like, one of the first things I actually ever did in the essay was,
5: was start, starting teaching classes. And I'm trying to remember exactly when I got involved. I know I became dean of textiles and domestics uh, was the first position I held in RUM. Odette at the time I think was stepping down and Vrina was chancellor when all that happened. And I'd been brewing and, and been mentored by Vrina and that so domestics and, and textiles made sense. Shortly after that, though, I had learned that other, uni- other uh, kingdom universities had degree programs. And I approached uh, Verena about that. And I'm like, Verena, why don't we have a degree program? And she's like, well, I'm working on that, actually. And I need, you know, I need someone to help me with that. Would you like to do that? And so that's kind of when I became deputy for the first time. Um, and that was probably, well, I had to be four years ago. Four years ago. four 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 and a half years ago, maybe. Four, four and a half years ago. Um, so I served as deputy under Verena, uh, helping to, to make that, that happen and, you know, de- deputy basically is, we're both in this together, here's the odd jobs it takes to make uh, an event happen, so doing that. And then uh, Eleanor became chancellor and I was her deputy and, and got to work on more projects that I was interested in. So I was very interested in cooperative nature between Kingdom Universities. Um, So I thought inter-kingdom cooperation would give people the opportunity to have students they haven't had before, but also have exposure to similar topics, but given in a different way, and probably broaden that knowledge. So I was able to reach out to Atlantia and North Shield, and hopefully those will uh, come to fruition. And then um, the degree program became a lot more involved. We had the website was up and running, which Verena started, and, and Eleanor was able to fine tune and then we're finally at the point now, of course, where we're able to give those degrees, and we needed all the, uh, all the jazz hands and glitter that goes with that. We needed degree, we needed actually degrees made. We needed regalia. We needed to figure out the ceremony. And so I was able to, to be part of a lot of that was, a, was other parts of my goal. So
0: um,
5: as vice chancellor under Eleanor, I did a lot of what I was wanting to do if I had become chancellor right then.
0: Is there, is there anything else that you're interested in, in trying to promote? So, in
5: seeing how some other kingdoms run their universities, I, I'm not sure we're unique, but we are certainly rare in that we have two universities and one is very martially focused and one is very academically focused. And at least our neighboring kingdoms, those two things are much
0: more integrated. So, you're so, talking about the martial rung in the spring and then right. the sort of the academic rung. In the, in the fall.
5: Right. And so I'd like to see there be martial classes and even martial practices at the fall academic room and then putting more academics in the spring room. And that's going to take time. Uh, people need to get used to the idea. It needs to look like it's organic. It can't be me forcing that on people. Sure. Um, and, that, and that means building bridges. That means building cooperative frameworks with other people. So that's one of the things I want to focus on and I just want to advocate teaching. There some people are scared of it. And we we did a trial with trying to get some pedagogy into RuM. Um, I don't think we did that very well. It was nobody's fault. It just um, we morphed it into something that didn't support it. Um, but in conversations I had today, um, I see I see there's a way forward. So I want to get people more interested in teaching get some advanced classes in because i think we tend to focus on introductory classes because those are easy to do and you don't know who you're going to get so it's easy right. to to go to the lowest denominator on that but i think there's a method that we can the track thing that we're doing with the japanese is is i think a good model to introduce we're going to focus on this activity and there's going to be introduction and then there's a little bit media in the middle and then there's going to be an advanced version in there and that way because I know myself doing brewing, I don't need the how do you start brewing class. I need, I've got this specific problem, how do you solve it class? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we can do better. You're not gonna get a lot of students at those three and 400 level if we use like a university terminology class, but you can get very dedicated students at those levels. So we need to. I think we need to figure out a way to offer that and encourage people to teach and show them how to teach so we can have newcomers, ready to go, they're, they're, they're over their fear, they're ready to understand how you can present information and people are ready to receive it.
2: Another thing that seemed like it would be obvious but was not so much obvious, is it's the, the R, the Royal, it's the Royal University of the mid Perhaps we should ask the royalty to attend it. <laughs> Uller was the first featured speaker. Not only did Uler and Annalise come, but he was very enthusiastic about teaching and he did a talk on like upping your game. Um, You know, if you just improved your kit 10%, you know, year over year over year, you know, he's like, first you start with like 10 feet rule. Then you start with a three, then you move to three feet. Then you move to, you know, I'm right in front of your face and you can, and it was just really interesting to hear him talk about it. We got a pretty good turnout for his talk was at the end of the night, specifically because he was the crown. I had 14 different tracks of classes and it was just, it was for the number of people that will go to a standalone only rum, it was way too big. Cause, cause you know, if you think about this, 14 tracks of classes, there's only so many people. Like I think that event we had right. 200 people, which I think for a rum is still fantastic. And so working with the Dean of the Marshall college to, to get actual technique classes and, and again, having the King who, is typically a knight or the prince or whoever to be you know to be one of the teachers i had Duke paul of bellatrix come on time so i had i had enough money i could pay for his plane ticket to come out but having these people that that are looked up to and revered because i w- I, I was trying to make a bridge between the fine arts and the service arts and the performing arts and the martial arts so that we could kind of get everybody to understand that the the fighting and the arts and sciences do not have to be separate.
0: You become the new chancellor, and, and that's when you sort of embarked on this, this path of trying to incorporate combatant teaching into the, into the RUM or, or classes on, on armor and, and period technique into the RUM. Was there a lot of interest in that?
2: There's this um, dichotomy that we have between SCA culture and then history. A class on historical armor is way different than a class on. What I need to wear, like how making armor that I can fight in. This is two sort of different things. Right. But having both of those classes, you know, it was kind of sort of like we're gonna just sneak a little history on in here. <laughs> okay. So again, it was just kind of sort of my end run about how can we bridge, you know, how can we bridge these two things.
0: People might go take the class and walk away with a new understanding of 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 how the SCA can work in that way, right?
2: Right. It's, it's all about, it's not just being at the event and having pretty clothes. If I have pretty clothes, but I'm sitting in a camp chair, have I really accomplished anything? But if I, you know, am I sitting on like a wooden director's chair? So that's better, right? It's made out of wood, but it's still it's a modern chair. And then at some point, do I get X frame? Like we want to meet people where, where they are, but I also want to encourage them to do more. I wanna have like the right shoes and I have the wanna have the right accessories and I wanna I wanna have the right table setting. So when you look at everything that I'm doing in total, it, it's not just do I have nice clothes but then I have gym shoes on. In my heart, I think the thing that is different about us compared to the, all the other societies is that because we're not recreating anything as a group. Individuals can recreate whatever they want, but as a group, we aren't recreating anything. So we have that leeway. I, I like that about our society that we have um, that flexibility. And I think that rum is a place where you can come. And if you want to learn more about the SCA culture, you can, a lot of that comes through the performing arts side. If you want to learn more about the his, history of whatever thing, there's that, because we have the history college. And then the, if, there, if you want to learn how to make a thing, there's, pe- there's plenty of people that teach you how to make a thing. I describe the SCA as 4-H for history nerds. You can go to a room and over the course of an eight hour day, you can take at least one class in each college and then go back and double dip or whatever. You could geek out all day on just history stuff or just SCA admin stuff. To have this level of classes and stuff available, to go to an event that had all day classes, like in in any other sort of venue, you would not be able to pay $15 and do that. I think that a lot of people just don't understand the wealth of knowledge that we have that people share for free just because they're nerds and they want to talk to somebody else about X, Y, Z thing. I think people think that, well, if you went to a class and it was not your cup of tea, that, that it wasn't successful. But it was because you got to go, you got to be ex- exposed to it. And you're like, ah, well, that's not for me. RUM is a way that people can sort of dip their toe and see, is this a thing I like? Especially the hands-on classes at RUM is that you get to try something. Again, I think people just don't understand having access to that level of willingness of people to share. We are doing this for ourselves. And because of that, there are opportunities for people to learn stuff in a situation where they might not have. And RUM is a place where you can have a lot of those experiences in one day.
1: Any last words you wish to say? I always have words. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Um,
3: As a teacher in my mundane life, I have seen education change lives. And that doesn't stop because this is our hobby. The very teachers, the very students give gifts every time you teach, every time you have students sitting in your class, you are reaching out to them, you are sharing a gift. And I thank you one and all, so many of you have been at the RUMs teaching and taking courses when I first came onto the RUM, at this point, I think five years ago. So it is you, it is you all who I thank you.
0: I present to you all the lectors, licentiates, and graduates of the Royal University of the mid realm for the year Kinquingadinta Quator. As we were building the degree program, we did a fair amount of research into the work being done at other universities in the SCA, particularly the North Shield, Calantir, and Atlantia programs. It was important to us that the degrees be achievable and flexible, but that they also provided a sense of accomplishment. We had many long conversations about how many credits we wanted to require, how they needed to be fulfilled, and the different ways people would be able to structure their education to work for them without being so frustrating that they would give up. It was also important that we give the degrees gravitas, which is why our commencement ceremony is so heavily based on the original ceremony from medieval Oxford University. I'm not great with the Latin, so I need to work on that, but I do feel that we've provided a gratifying, complete experience for our students and instructors. Hopefully, this will help motivate more people to participate in the rum for the future. So you've uh, you've been the deputy under Verena, and then you've been de- the deputy under Eleanor, and now you're gonna be the chancellor, the guy in charge, right? Buck stops with you, yeah. um, and uh, and that's exciting. Um, so what uh, what's one thing that you'd that you'd uh, say to Verena, and then one thing that you'd say to Eleanor? Wow. Um
5: mostly it would be thank you. And they they both had very different styles and I'm going to have a different style than they had and that's that's good. That's fine. Both of them very much encouraged m- me personally and I think a lot of teachers and students to develop and become active in the teaching community. I know it was a transition and it was a it was a rough transition from the RUM Chancellor kind of sort of being an independent kingdom level office to being a deputy under the KMAOS. KM but it belongs there. Arts and Sciences is everything. Showing what you can do is the ANS fair. Teaching what you can do is RUM. Right. And that uh, that distinction, I think, is important. So I would say to I would say to both of them, thank you for your encouragement, thank you for getting us where we are, and please continue to be part of where we're going.
0: So, uh, just you know, Eleanor says that she's gonna come back and take a degree herself. So, please, just she probably has already earned it. Be prepared for the disciplinary issues, I'm sure that we will be <laughs> seeing. So you're gonna be chancellor for two years, maybe yep. maybe three if you extend. If you can cast your mind forward that far, what do you see as being next for Oswin after the rum? I see it as a two year stint, unless there's a need for a three year stint.
5: Next for me is it's the journey i've been on it's it doesn't stop i will not be chancellor but i'll still be teaching i like going outside the kingdom so maybe i will be going further away i'm going to be focused on the kingdom obviously as chancellor but already i've gone to atlantia i habitually go to Calentir and north shield as part of my yearly sea experience anyway so after that i would like to go further afield if i have the opportunity and the funds to do so. What's Onsteora like? What do their universities sure. look like? I have good reason to go to OnTier. What's OnTier's university look like? I might be going to Pensac this year. I'm definitely going in 2021 for Pensac 50. I hope to start a university roundtable. The officers of all the universities come together. Let's talk about common problems. Let's talk about common solutions. How do you deal with this particular issue? What works for you? What didn't work for you? Maybe someone has an idea to help you pass that. I really like the collaborative process, and I hope that's what, when I'm chancellor, I hope that's what my deans and my officers see, is it's not just, like you were saying, the buck stops with me. Yeah, the the responsibility stops on my shoulders. How we get there, I want everybody to be, sometimes it is gonna be, this is the way it has to be, guys, sorry. Hopefully, most of it's gonna be, here's a problem, how are we gonna solve it together? Are we all on board? Yes, let's do it. So it sounds like there might be some field trips in, uh, in line for the rum. Well, that's the hope. Um, I know uh, Andrea, Baroness, mistress Andrea, <laughs> uh, from Atlantia has a grand idea to do a joint Mid-Realm Meridities Atlantia, the SEA MMA University. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got pretty much tentative approval that that should happen. We don't know when. Definitely would like to get together with North Shield and put that on the calendar. Again, that may not be during my term. It depends on what makes sense. Because I, I do think inter-kingdom collaboration helps. There's sure. a lot of opportunity to teach inside of the mid-realm to, to, to mid-realm students. I want to bring in outside students and outside teachers so we expand our <laughs> We team. have, okay.
3: here's what I have to say. In the mid-realm, we have some of the most astonishingly talented people um we have teachers who teach every year at the rum who are who are absolutely wonderful uh with what they do and honestly i could list so many absolutely so many now i will say you know there was an instance at um middle kingdom 50 year when we did rum friday where it was the first time a young lady was going to teach and she was nervous and she was terrified but she said you know i've seen people do this and i want to take that step and it was like watching a butterfly, you know, <laughs> come into their own uh, from being very timid, being very shy. And she went in and she just turned into one of the most amazing instructors I've seen. So, so lots of that happening. So where we have old and older and more seasoned teachers, we also, you know, <clears throat> encourage people who have never taught to That's jump true. right in. And our deans and you know um, all of our staff, they are there. They will help people to get their classes together, to formulate um, pretty much anything to meet their needs in order to get them where they need to be as instructors. Okay.
0: So is there anything like giving you regrets, things you didn't get to, things you wanted to do, but you weren't able to? Is there anything like that what about well, I the I RUM?
3: No, I don't live with regret. <laughs> 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 I may be unusual, but I, I try not to live with regret. Um, Every event was different. Every event was unique. And I think I was, I'm just so proud to have been a part of all of those events. And, you know, it's just more than, it, it, it's far more than the Chancellor. There are many people who make these run. Uh, it's a unique event in that you work with a site and it's, it's like you bring the content to the site. Uh, and we have been able to work with fantastic people um, all over the mid realm we do not hold back where we have a rum. And if anybody is listening to this and they're interested in thinking maybe this is something what they want to bring to their region, absolutely let the rum staff know because we would like to bring it all over the kingdom.
0: Right. So you've done your time and it's it's your you're handing over the uh the the cords of the chancellor over I to uh, to uh, Oswin. Mm-hmm, so, correct. what what uh, what piece of advice would you have for Oswin for him to hear when we air this in a about <laughs> about a month after the rum is over?
3: Stay incredibly organized, <laughs> massively, incredibly hyper organized. It's um, there are just so many pieces um, to getting the program running, and things can go wrong, but you're ready to. Uh, tackle those issues and, um, you know, roll with the punches. we
5: have given out our first degrees, and it is my pleasure, as my first act as chancellor, to give out our first honorary degree. Would Dame Eleanor (laughs) please come back up here? (laughs) Also taken from the Oxford uh, Ceremonies and Verbiage, I won't read the entire thing and I certainly won't do it in Latin. (laughs) Uh, The whole of the Royal University of the Midrealm, not just the officers of Rome, but also the deans and the learned folk, feel that Eleanor von Atzinger is an example for all folks. The Royal University of the Midrealm confers unto Eleanor von Atzinger, Sage of the Royal University
4: (laughs) of the (laughs) (laughs) Midrealm.
1: I'm just saying that I love this community. I was going to say like I hope to become more a part of this community, but I'm like, I taught two classes today. I can teach classes, even without the shiny hat. Anyways, anyone can teach classes. If there's anything you're interested in, learn about it. Even teach it. If it's not out there, teach it. And I wasn't feeling too well today, but I really wanted to make it to class here to teach and also see some other classes. I'm a college student right now. If I get sick regularly, I go home and say, I can't come in today, i <laughs> But it really made it work that to come here, learn more things, and see more people, so yeah.
0: are the everyday tales of people just like you and I who live in the same SCA that we do, but see it in a different light. The SCA is a collective dream that we all have, and when you listen to this podcast, you help to keep it alive, so thank you. Our interviews today have been with Mr. Serafina, Dame Eleanor, the Honorable Lady Nada, and the Honorable Lord Oswin Swan. Additional content comes from the recording of the Royal Court of Seto and Inez, Ryo and La Reina of the Midrealm. Thanks to all of our contributors, and thank you, friends, for listening to this episode of the MK Storycast. In January, the MK Storycast will be at Flaming Griffin's Twelfth Night and 40th Anniversary on January 4th, Kingdom Twelfth Night in Arryton on January 11th, and we're tentatively planning to be at Festival of Maidens on January 25th. Stay tuned for our next episode, which will be a kind of how-to on storytelling, and there will be another Skadian Voices of Color episode soon as well and after that who knows tell us what you think if you would like to record a story for our show please visit us by searching for the mk storycast page on facebook and send us a message or visit us at mkstorycast.com if you would like to support our work visit our patreon page at patreon.com/mkstorycast where you can choose from a variety of tiers to help us in our mission to record the history of the middle kingdom and the sca your support helps us by enabling us to travel, record, produce, and host this podcast. Thanks to everyone who supports us as a patron. Our Messina supporters are the Honorable Lord Oswin Swan and Warder Rashid Al Sana. All stories in this episode recorded by Andreas Blackwood, except where otherwise noted. Our intro, interstitial, and credits music is Amoroso by Musica Subterranea, all rights reserved. The MK Storycast logo was designed by Lord Gideon app Stephen. The MK Storycast is an independent production from The Paper Muse and is no way affiliated with, or beholden to, the Society for Creative Anachronism or any of its ruling bodies. Until we meet, thank you for listening, see you soon, and don't forget, everyone has a story.